0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So a couple updates to go over things happening around the league. Bryce Harper has had Tommy John surgery. He underwent Tommy John surgery the other day. And the prognosis is for Bryce to return sometime around the all-star break of 2023 as a DH. And then possibly return to playing right field towards the end of the season. So. He decided to have surgery. They say it went very well. You know, Harper was diagnosed with a torn UCL back in May, which prevented him from throwing. However, he was still able to hit and he hit very well, serving as the Phillies DH for the rest of the season. So he's going to miss the first half of the year in all likelihood. And that is a blow, but better to get it out of the way now and have a healthy career moving forward than have this linger much longer. So that's what the Phillies are going to do. I mean, obviously, this is not great for their lineup, but it's not as dire as it would be for a pitcher. You know, Tommy John usually requires a pitcher to miss 12 to 18 months, recovering and regaining strength. But for a hitter, if you look at someone who had this, Shohei Otani was a similar situation. He had Tommy John surgery in October 2018, but he was already serving as the Angels DH by early May of 2019. So he was able to hit and be back in the lineup just six to seven months later. But of course, each player and each injury is unique. So it can't just be assumed Harper is going to follow the same timeline. But it does show that his 2023 season is not doomed. It's definitely not doomed. And uh, he'll probably be on the field in some capacity, at least playing rehab games by mid-May. And then you'll see a rehab assignment or something like that. But obviously, uh, this is a big reason why the designated hitter is a huge addition to the National League. If they didn't have the DH, then they'd, they'd be without the right fielder. You know, they would be without the right fielder for the entire season because he probably wouldn't be able to play the field as soon as he came back. And he would need some time to ramp up. But now they're like, OK, we're without our DH. When he comes back, we'll put him in the DH and save his arm. That's a huge addition. So great for the National League finally getting that DH because it's about time. So what is this going to mean for the Phillies lineup? Well, obviously, the DH spot will probably be occupied by guys like Kyle Schwarber and Nick Castellanos. I mean, it also means that someone else is going to have to play the outfield, like a lower-ranked outfielder, someone like a Matt Vierling or a Dalton Guthrie because Schwarber and Cassianos were typically in left and right. If you look at the World Series lineup, that's how it was. Schwarber in left, Cassianos in right. Well, if one of those guys goes to DH, you know, then you're going to open playing time for some of the younger guys. And someone like Matt Vierling, Dalton Guthrie, maybe a Derek Hall, someone like that is probably going to be playing – The corner outfield because Brandon Marsh will probably be their center fielder. So that's probably how the Phillies will line up to start the year unless they decide to make a move this winter to plug that gap because obviously you don't want to throw away games early in the season. In other news, the Tampa Bay Rays are interested in Brandon Nimmo. So we have a market that's thin on center field help. That means guys like Brandon Nimmo have naturally drawn a lot of interest on the free agent market. And a lot of baseball's bigger spenders have been linked to Nimo, but the low payroll raise are a rather surprising suitor, suitor for Nimo's services. I mean, MLB trade rumors is projecting a five-year, $110 million deal for Brandon Nimo, which would represent far and away the largest contract the Rays have ever given to a free agent. So it is a bit of a head scratcher that they're they're looking at this guy because they're just not known to do that. But we'll see. The Rays are looking for center field help. In other news, the Brewers have discussed a contract extension with Willie Adamas. Willie Adams we know this is someone who you know was traded from Tampa Bay to Milwaukee a couple years ago. And as soon as he got to Milwaukee, he started to hit the ball a lot better. He was not really much of a hitter in Tampa Bay, but has been the Brewers' best hitter for the past two years. And he's built a pretty solid track record now. And... In his career as a whole, now he has a 111 weight of runs created plus. That's a solid number for any player. And particularly for a shortstop, that's a very strong number. So there is some talk about a contract extension. Uh, you know, he just turned 27 last September. So he's right in his prime. And this is a good time to do that. So the Brewers would be looking to secure and lock up a above average shortstop if they can do this, I think that'd be a really good move for them because they don't have to go out there and spend big money on the free agents. They can just keep the guy they have right now who would probably come cheaper than going out to get one of those big names on the market right now. If you look at their farm system, I mean, they, they could they could wait a little bit and let Adamus go through arbitration, but some of the guys right there are are interesting prospects. You have a player named Bryce Terang. He was a first round pick in 2018. He's expected to make his MLB debut sometime next season. He's considered to be a capable shortstop, but he's probably going to be a second baseman when he first comes up. You have 2022 first round pick Eric Brown, who's still young. He just completed his first season of pro ball. So he'll probably need a a little bit more seasoning, quite frankly. So I think the best option is just to extend Willie Adamas and let Terang come up as a second baseman. And then you evaluate them as you move forward. In other news, the Twins have reportedly made multiple offers to Carlos Correa. So, the Twins made a shocking signing in spring training when they got Correa as a free agent. He is now back on the open market after he opted out. And he's looking for a long-term deal. He looked for one last season, didn't he didn't get it. So, he's looking for it again this season. He's hoping to get it. And a Correa deal of six-plus years would definitely be a... You know, it would be a high watermark for, for the Twins. They're not known for making long-term commitments. The only player they've done this for was Joe Maurer in 2010. They gave him an eight-year deal, but they've only reached or narrowly exceeded the $100 million figure two times. Obviously, Korea's deal last year, which had opt-outs, and then Byron Buxton for $100 million last offseason. But Korea is a known quantity to them. He's headed into his age 28 campaign. He's still the youngest of the four top shortstops on the open market. You have Dansby Swanson going into his age 29 season. Trey Turner and Xander Bogarts will each spend most of the next season at 30 years old. So Correa is going into his age 28. He's a more attractive option from that standpoint for someone who you want to give a long-term deal to because he's younger. And he was just their shortstop this past season. He's projected by MLB trade rumors to get a Nine-year deal worth $288 million. That's a lot of money. That's more money than the, than the Twins have ever given anyone. And I don't know. I don't know if the Twins are going to be able to pony up $32 million a year for the next nine years for Carlos Correa. But we'll see. They have reportedly made him multiple offers, though. We don't know the dollar amount of those offers. So we'll we'll see. It'll eventually come out, though. So... Dansby Swanson. Dansby Swanson is another shortstop on the market. The question about Dansby Swanson is, did he price himself out of Atlanta? And the Braves are interested in re-signing Swanson, but I think the answer is yes. He has priced himself out of Atlanta because he played so well in his contract year. According to MLB Network insider John Heyman, the Braves offered him around $100 million and he reportedly made a counter offer, but negotiations between the two sides just don't appear to have gone much further than that. He's he's going to be looking for much more than that and uh, Atlanta might just be willing to cut their losses and and let him walk. People are saying the Cardinals are a possibility for Dansby. St. Louis has, you know, has been linked to him. I mean, they have a very strong infield. I mean, defensively, could you imagine If they add Swanson to that, they already have Arenado, Goldschmidt, and Tommy Edmond. If you added Dansby, Swanson, that'd be a pretty ridiculous infield. But I think the Cardinals already have multiple options. I think they're better off just staying cheap because you have Tommy Edmond there and you have your 3rd place NL Rookie of the Year finisher in Brendan Donovan, who's already a very strong defender. And he can play all over the diamond, but you could just keep those guys up the middle, keep Edmond at short and Donovan at second, and, and you could just do it that way. So that is where we stand with things for today. Those are the rumors around the league. Those are the updates. If you enjoyed this, please share it to someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.